now. ESPN 580 Orlando's live, local, and loud. It is our number two live, local, and loud here on ESPN 580 at the Victory Casino Cruises.com studios. Home of the only legal sports book in Central Florida. One simply outstanding, spectacular hour of sports talk in our back pockets. We got one more to go coming up at 8 o'clock. Western Conference Finals. Rockets, Warriors, season on the line for the Rockets. If they lose tonight, this thing is cooked. He's Jerry Daniels. I'm Nick Grunel with Snicky Football. We'll break down that game, that series, as well as the Eastern Conference Finals coming up in just a bit. We're going to keep talking Magic Basketball, too. The Kelvin Sampson report from today that he is the Magic's prime target came out earlier. Want to get your thoughts on that? You can do it at 844-225-5580. Text 21232. Also, the Magic have the number six pick in the draft. Who do you think they should take? Jerry spent most of the night upset about them ending up with number six. I did. I was dehydrated from all the tears. I, I'll tell you what, like I, this is this is like one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. As I'm an telling eternal- you, you remember the movie where they sold, you know, you signed a little contract with the devil. Yeah, we did that to get Chris Webber. Is that right? Bedazzled? Is that what yes, it is? Bedazzled. You we make got one bedazzled deal? to get Chris you make Webber. one deal, and and all of a sudden, like That's it. Some, for the rest of the Magic's existence. They will not be magical in the draft. I'll tell you, Magic fans, can you tell I was a Cubs fan for? I've been a Cubs fan for twenty years. <laughs> Nothing affects me. Number six. All right, we're gonna be okay. We can get this thing turned around. Uh, Nothing affects me. Man, we're gonna pick Michael Porter. He's never gonna play. We're gonna game. be fine. And then Michael Porter's gonna turn He'll into Jason Tatum part two. Ah, oh, jeez. Right now on the line we got Mark Gillespie. He is an NBA draft analyst and insider. We're glad to have him, and he also knows a lot about Tigers living in. Three-bedroom condominiums yeah, in, in Indiana, Indianapolis. In Indiana, yeah. That's, that was a great story <laughs> yesterday. Uh, I asked uh, Mark about this heading into the break for him to come up with one name, the name who he expects to jump up draft boards uh, heading over the next five weeks. That that person is who, Mark? Who do you think? So you're talking about somebody that's going to just jump up anywhere and yeah. end up in the first round. That's going to just come out of nowhere who, who maybe was not on our radar, let's say, or maybe was outside of the top ten, uh, someone like that, yes. And is going to end up in the top ten? Yeah, I mean, like you're. Just uh, I, I don't have anybody by that name. Okay. I think I think that Dante Divincenzo um, um, is. Uh, it's been reported that that he's uh, that there are some teams that see him as a first round uh, pick, and I don't think he was perceived. He's the kid from Villanova. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that is he overvalued because he was surrounded with such talent? Is he basically Jawan Howard? No, I don't think so. I think that uh, that team was a good team, but you know, I mean, there's no, there was no superstars on that roster. Yeah, that's true. You know? But it was just, yeah. but it was a group, and you know, you have that situation like we did with the Michigan Four, where you know, none of them really turned out to be the the, the perennial top four that we thought they were going to be. Weber, the Fab, the Fab Five, yeah, the Fab Five, whatever the heck they were. The, I, thought, I mean, Weber was a disappointment. Of them turned out to be really good players, you know. So, um, I mean, you know, Juwan probably had the best career, right? Uh, well, Chris Weber had a terrific career. Short. And, and Jalen Rose uh, turned out to be a really uh, quality player. He had a period where a, a streak uh, in there where he, a couple, few, three seasons where he really produced and everything like that. I think uh, so, yeah. So you think Nova, uh, you're drinking the Nova Kool Aid? I think that, uh, that uh, DiVincenzo. Uh, you know, I mean, do I think he's terrific? I, I don't know yet. I think that he is an NBA player, yes. Okay, you think uh, that he might be able to uh, 
to impress some of these draft yeah, scouts. I don't know what he's up. doing. He mm-hmm. may stay in school. That, that's, he's not, that's the he's thing, not too. Committed. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Let, let me let me ask you this, too. Uh, uh, Mark Gillespie, NBA draft insider analyst, joining us here on Live Local and Loud. Uh, we have two brothers in this draft, too. Miles Bridges and Mikal Bridges, right? They're, they are. Yeah, well, we, bro- no, you have two sets of brothers. You have Jonte Porter and Michael Porter also. Okay, that's right. That's right. Okay, yeah. but are the, are the, the two Bridges... Um, those two guys, I've seen them kind of in the middle of the top ten. Which one of them do you like more, and which guy do you think maybe has a little bit better of a future in the NBA, let's say? Well, uh, first it's Mikhail Bridges. Everybody okay. mispronounces his name. And he's off of Villanova also. He's a quintessential per- the, he's a quintessential uh, uh, 3-and-D guy. He, he can shoot the three, and he can play terrific defense. He can defend multiple positions. He plays with great energy. Uh, he's uh, he's you know quiet and everything like that. And uh, he uh, uh, the thing is is that he's not got this super high ceiling. But he's a, a lottery pick. But he's a, a guy that you put on your team. He's your second. Or, he's your third best player on a championship team. Uh, Miles Bridges is a uh, he's a kind of a, a short power forward. He can play some small forward, but his best position is power forward. But he's he is a tremendous vertical athlete. And he he can shoot three pointers, and um, I don't think he I don't think he was in the right. I think he was hurt a little bit by his college context. Uh, he wasn't uh, played, uh, you know, to maximize his to uh, show his uh, his best talents and everything. He was uh, I think he had better opportunity last year. Uh, he has some things to work on, but uh, you know he's uh, he's going to be a lottery pick too. Yeah, uh, they're they're not brothers either. Oh, they're not. They're, I thought they were. I thought no, they were brothers. They just call them the Miles brothers for fun. Okay, the I, the, the, um, uh, the Bridges brothers for fun. My my mistake. I thought that they. No. I thought they were related. Excuse me. All right, let, no. Mark. Uh, let, we uh-huh. we've kind of done this backwards here because normally I would have started asking you who you thought went number one in the draft. We found out that Phoenix uh, will have the number one pick in the draft last night uh, during the lottery. And it's funny, uh, you know, three guys actually have ties to the Phoenix area. Luka Doncic, who, of course, played for uh, now Phoenix's new head coach with the Slovenian team. We know that DeAndre Ayton played at the University of Arizona. Marvin Bagley played high school basketball in Tempe and Phoenix. So with, with the Suns sitting there at number one, who do you see them? And it's five weeks out, and I know this may change a couple of times. Who do you think ends up up going number one in this draft well what what phoenix should do for pr reasons is go back and forth between Donkic and and uh, and ayton and be unsure the very night but i just don't have confidence in in their management team to to to, to make this uh, as enjoyable as possible uh, i i uh the coach, the head coach, is uh, you know he coached Donkic in Europe, and he's really big on him. Mm-hmm. But uh, my uh, sense is that the uh, you know the owner's going to go for Aiton, and the owner gets to decide. So yeah, that would be uh, Robert Sarver, uh, and and yeah. and I don't think necessarily yeah. going with Aiton would be wrong. I'm a big Doncic guy. I think that he's yeah. going to be a huge difference maker. Uh, uh, at the NBA level, uh, Mark Gillespie, our NBA draft. Uh, or Dovich is going to go to Sacramento. He to is. Die. He's going to end up in Sacramento. I can't believe but, they dropped but, up. But in uh, Sacramento, probably will draft him. They have a foreign owner. They're not. They have foreign manage people who were born in foreign countries uh, that own it and manage it, and they're not afraid of uh, foreign players. No. Some uh, some teams are a little bit. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right, and it could be a landing spot for him. That may, listen, maybe. 
maybe he makes it work there. Mark, man, really do appreciate the time. Thanks for joining us, and I'm looking forward to us uh, kind of whittling down some of these uh, draft options for the Magic over the next five weeks. Sure. All right, Mark Gillespie. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thanks th- Thanks for the time, Mark. He is our NBA draft analyst, draft insider here on Live Local and Loud. Always good to uh, to catch up with him. So, I, I mean, Jer- t- talking to Mark for the last, what, 20, 20 minutes or so, uh, Jerry, I think the Magic are going to have a chance at, at, at one of the four of, of Michael Porter. We didn't ask him about trading down. No, we didn't. We didn't, but I... I I, I want to give that a little bit of time. Like I, the the trade situation, I want to see whether or not there's some rumors about that before we get heavy into trading that pick. Because something tells me, J- Jeff Weltman, you want to put you want to put your 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 your, your mark on your this. mark on this team, and you don't do that by trading back for other assets. Then again, Danny Ainge, no one loves to trade more than Danny Ainge, but the magic kind of has worked out okay for him. It, it has. But I don't think there's an owner and a GM that, that the Magic can fleece out there. I don't think that that opportunity is there to go after a team that's struggling like the Brooklyn yeah, Nets. Yeah, but this is not a fleecing. Maybe it's just an opportunity where someone is hot on someone who will fall to six. And we won't know. We could get to five, and then all of a sudden the Magic get an offer because someone left on the board they don't think it's going to be available. Hey, it could be the L.A. Clippers that have 12 and 13, and you have Doc Rivers sitting there. He's still the head coach in L.A. for right now, and they want to make the playoffs, and Doc wants to save his job. And Lawrence Franks, who's now the GM there, says, hey, we can go get a star at number six and open up our new building a couple of years and have this guy there as our front runner because uh, Blake Griffin is gone. I can see that. I'm, I would not be opposed to trading the pick. I just doubt that it happens. I just think that that Jeff Weltman wants to put his stamp on this team and back-to-back top six picks is kind of how you do that. They did it with Jonathan Isaac last year. I still think Jonathan Isaac is going to be a major difference maker on this team. I think he's going to be able to get on the floor next year. And this season, you can fill in the blank. Will they do it with Michael Porter Jr.? Will they do it with Trey Young? Will they do it with a guy like, you know, one of the Bridges players? Not brothers, but players. (laughs) I could have sworn they were brothers. Um, Or do they pick a guy like Colin Sexton? I don't know. But it's going to be an interesting five weeks for the Orlando Magic. 844-225-5580. The number, the text is 21232. we got a a lot to get to here uh, throughout the show. We still have the Daily Rewind. We've held that to the second hour. We will get into... And uh, I still want to know from the the listeners, are the Magic picking a coach? Does it smell like they're picking the best coach available because everyone else said no? Or... Do they want someone they can control? Do yeah, they want a puppet? We'll talk more about the Kelvin Sampson stuff. David or David Diaz just tweeted me at ESPN 580 Nick about your Jalen Rose, Juwan Howard, Chris Webber thing. Here's the problem, though, is he thinks you're Chris Crawford. He thinks that Chris, he thinks Chris Crawford was the one who said that. Chris Crawford's going to read that later and just lose his mind. That's hilarious. More coming up. <laughs> Live local and loud. Jerry Daniels just ruined everyone's reputation. This is ESPN 580 Orlando's Live Local and Loud. We've got some NBA head coaching news breaking just now. We'll get to that here in just a minute. Big news. Yes. One of the coaching vacancies has been filled. Welcome is back. Is it Orlando? No, it's not. Live, <laughs> local, and loud here on ESPN 5. Why can't you tease that Well, better? because if it, was the, if it was the magic job, I would have come back and been like, we got a coach! <laughs> but they don't know that. Like right out of Ghostbusters, <laughs> we got one! That's what we would have done. That's not happening. Uh. The magic do not have a coach yet. He's Jerry Daniels. I'm Nick Reynolds with Nicky Football. Sixth best quote in that movie. Live, local, and loud here on ESPN 580. Uh, cats and dogs yeah. getting together. Yeah. Show him a Twinkie. Tell yeah. him about the Twinkie. Yeah. Um, 
That quote, six best quote. Let's see what else. Oh, if you're a, someone asks you if you're a god, yep. you say that's my yes. number one. That, that's a great quote yeah, from yeah, Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you want to give us some of the best Ghostbusters quotes, you can do it at two one two three two. Someone tell me when we get to <sighs> so t- yeah, <laughs> when we get to what is it eighty three yeah, or whatever? Yeah, yeah, it's eighty three. Yeah. So yeah. I can throw up. And then is it he slammed me? Oh, uh, no, I had no one stands on, steps on a church in my oh, town. Oh, no one steps on a church in my town. Let's yeah. show this guy what we do here in New York. That's good. <laughs> Great movie. Great movie. Okay. Of course, there's one other quote in there that none of us can say on We here. can't. We can't. <laughs> No one does steps on a church in my town. It's a great quote. Okay, but that is not New York. Oh, that is New York, but New York, uh, does they already have their head coach. By the way, if you believe in conspiracies, that's out the window because both the Cavs and New York underperformed in expectations in those cities in the draft last night. Yeah, they the did. Lottery. Yeah, New York got hurt. Yeah. Uh, Cleve- well, Cleveland just didn't jump up. Cleveland stood exactly uh, Cleveland was thinking, oh, we're going to get our number one again. Yes. They're so spoiled. If you, you know... <laughs> You complain to me all the time on how entitled so the Magic fan is. Oh, Cavs fans? No, Orlando fans. Oh, I, yeah. Well, Magic fans are. Magic fans. Cavs fans are. are way more entitled than us. They are. They are. I don't think Magic fans are entitled. I just oh. think they're a little spoiled. Okay, just, spoiled. Just and, and I think you use the word. By spoiled. the way, we're we are reaching we're reaching the point in the rebuild where I I think that the frustration is warranted. But when we were four years into this and it was like, why are we back in the playoffs? It's like, uh, and by the way, speaking on, of guys. draft order, if. I, Does any quotes from Ghostbusters two make it into the top ten into the draft order? No, no, no. no. If you if you Nothing had an, from a sequel, if you had all the quotes available from Ghostbusters one, two, and three, no, would any from two and three make no, it into two the and top three? 10? Are awful movies. None make they're it into awful, the lottery. They're awful movies. It's just I I stick with the original Ghostbusters right, one, right. and especially not the remake from a year ago. Uh, let's get to this news from the NBA. Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. Uh, is reporting that Mike Budenholzer has reached an agreement to become the Milwaukee Bucks' new head coach, that according to league sources. So another job bites the dust in terms of openings in the NBA. And what was four, we're now down to three. Milwaukee has their head coach, Mike Budenholzer, who parted ways with Atlanta uh, about, what, two weeks ago or so. He was with the Hawks. He was their president of basketball operations. He was their coach GM before Travis Schlenk got in there. Um, and uh, now he is on his way to Milwaukee. So now three jobs left, Toronto, Detroit, yep. and Orlando. That we know of. Three left. Well, that we know of. I, I don't think anyone – I mean, Cleveland may open after And by that. the way, I was just reminded of a little tidbit. What's that? Mark Gillespie was at the building in the extras when the – remember that scene at the end? What, where they bring them all in? At no, the at the end where they're coming out of the ground and they've got the foam all on them and everything else. Yes. Mark Gillespie was an extra. Oh, was he an extra scene. in that? How about that? How yeah. about that? Mark We're wrapping Gillespie. our whole little you know world together. Yes. Uh, so what this means now, Mike, Mike Budenholzer, the head coach in Milwaukee, uh, my first reaction to that is Milwaukee went out and got a good coach. They went out. They got a good coach. Mike Budenholzer is going to do a lot for the Milwaukee Bucks. Brianna Sedetokounmpo and Chris Middleton, obviously, when they had breakfast. I'm not sure if he went with the Eggs Benedict or the oatmeal, what it was, what sold them. Now, he probably had the Greek omelet, right? Probably with Giannis, I'd say he had the Greek omelet. Um, Which is really good, the one we have, you and I have. But they they, they got a good coach. What this also means, though, is maybe Dwayne Casey's ready to make a decision. It could be. Like, Dwayne Casey was waiting to see... Whether or not Milwaukee was going to talk to him, and I know we had talked with Milwaukee, if I'm remembering this correctly, but also Detroit is in the mix, and Dwayne Casey's going to perhaps get a chance to choose his destination between Detroit and Orlando, or at least those two have shown more control up there in Detroit. Maybe that's the factor. I don't think Detroit is interested in giving their head coach more control. They they just did that with Stan Van Gundy, and they're looking to separate that role now. 
Uh, and I've heard that you know they they're they're going to interview for a general manager, a front office job, and then uh, start looking for that head coach. I'm not sure which order they're going to hire these guys in. They should do the GM first and then the coach. But I don't think the coach is going to have complete personnel control or much personnel control. By the way, did you see this report by the Bleacher Report on your no. boy Master P? Yeah, yeah, he wants to be the Toronto Raptors head coach. <laughs> I but saw he lived that. in Orlando. What's he wanting to be a head coach up there? He used to play for the Raptors. He was on, uh, yeah, he played for the Raptors for like 10 games or something at one point in time uh, when he was a basketball player. Um, this hiring, um, th- this hiring could be something that kind of gets this thing jump started in terms of the the jobs that are left because I think that Toronto was waiting on Mike Budenholzer. Of course, Milwaukee was. I think Detroit was kind of sitting there waiting. This might have been the final domino to fall before the Magic get to make their decision or complete their process here. And it could be now that Dwayne Casey calls up either Detroit or Orlando this week and says, hey, like I'm ready to sit down and talk because I was hoping Milwaukee, it might not happen. I was hoping that Milwaukee would miss on Mike Budenholzer and then call me and hope that I could be the guy. That, that That's my thought process in this. So that's something that could fall the Magic's way. Um, other than that, um, other than that, I know we talked about this Kelvin Sampson stuff just a little bit here um, in terms of the report coming out today that Kelvin Sampson is the primary target of the Magic. I would have a really hard time if Dwayne Casey wants to come to Orlando with the Magic hiring Dwayne, hiring a guy like Kelvin Sampson over Dwayne Casey who won 59 games last year and was the Coaches Association Coach of the Year. I don't think that Kelvin Sampson is one of the 10 best candidates out there for the Magic, but it could just be that he is... He feels like the right fit for Orlando. And, you know, the funny thing is, is uh, yesterday the news broke that part of the reason why Dwayne Casey was fired was is he was pressing them for certain other contract options and an extension. He was going to get really expensive. Yes. He was. I, I was listening to... This is almost a David Griffin situation. Yeah, I was listening to Adrian Wojnarowski talk about that on his podcast. He had, I want to say, Brian Windhorse and Bobby Marks, their front office insider on... Uh, when Dwayne Casey was fired last week. And that was something I didn't think about that did play into that firing for Toronto was Dwayne Casey was going to head in the final year of his contract. And he was likely going to, he was going to ask for an extension. He wanted an extension and he was going to get more expensive. And this was a team that had hit, felt like it hit its ceiling. So do you yeah. want to pay more for that head? Do you coach? think he asked the magic for too much? It could be. And that's something that plays into this. Another conversation I had earlier today was because we're already on the pocket for what twenty two million for two more years of Frank Vogel. Eleven, eleven million more. Okay, 11 it's eleven million. million over the next two, not okay. eleven. Twenty two is the, the whole contract. Yes. That's right. Yes, twenty two is the entire contract. Kelvin Sampson's going to be much cheaper than Dwayne Casey. And those that keep tweeting me and texting us and calling us saying, "Hey, it doesn't matter who you hire as your head coach." If you do feel that way, then Kelvin Sampson might be your guy because he's going to be one of the cheapest options. Because he hasn't been a head coach before. At best, he's been an assistant. He was there in Milwaukee and Houston. And furthermore, he's been a college coach his entire career, and this would be his first shake. So you could get that guy much, much cheaper. You could also get Nick Nurse cheaper. You, you, You could. I do wonder whether if Toronto, and this is something else. I'm glad you brought up Nick Nurse. Mike Budenholzer going to Milwaukee probably means that Nick Nurse ends up in, in Toronto. Nick Nurse was a guy I thought the Magic were in on. I thought it came down to Dwayne Casey or Nick Nurse. What's that? Does he get a promotion? Those guys were all interviewed. If you believe some reports out there, Nick Nurse is the front runner. Others say that the guys on the Toronto staff are no longer in the running, that Masai Ujiri is looking at other people. Who he's looking at, I don't know. But we've got Jeff Weltman and Masai Ujiri, the two that used to work together in Toronto, kind of doing things very quietly. If you're Stackhouse, do you take the first bench position if Nurse gets moved up? I think Jerry St- Jerry Stackhouse is going 
if you're Nick Nurse, are you giving that spot to him, or are you going to try to keep some of the existing guys in that bench? I don't know. That, that's that's we got to see how that shakes out. Uh, I I would say if you're Jerry Stackhouse, you're looking to get out of the G League head coaching job and and onto a bench as a first assistant. Yes. Lines are open eight four four two two five 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 eight zero. We have Winston on the line. Winston, welcome to Live Local and Loud. Hey, I don't think it really matters who what coach we get, anyways, because Lions are hungry and want to try to build a good culture here. And I hate saying that cliche word. But you were talking about Ghostbusters. With my name, Winston, you know, when the second one came out, that's all I heard is Winston <laughs> forever. But I was, um, we were in New York one time. We were getting tickets for Kelly and Regis in the morning at Letterman in the afternoon. And we went to Tavern on the Green for dinner. Yep. For, um, oh, yeah. Were there any dogs out there? Yeah, the, the famous Well, that's, that's what's, that's what's really amazing. Somebody could have loved to have dogs in the, in, the, in the apartment when he's running away. So he's running over to uh, Tavern and Green, and we're sitting there up in the bar upstairs waiting for our table. They call our name. We go walking through. The place was fantastic. But all of a sudden, you know, I, I kind of looking like, this looks kind of familiar. And I, we come walking. We sit down. And we were either at the exact table where the old people are when he goes up against the glass or the one right next to there because I'm like, this really, really looks familiar. I've never been in a place in my life because where the lights and all is. Mm-hmm. We were sitting right there where he runs up and hits the glass and, you know, nobody sees him. Like, he's all scared like that. Nobody sees the animal. But, like, we were literally we were sitting right at one of those two tables there. It was really cool. It's an, it's, I, I'd say I've never, it's never a been in a place movie. I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course. I love the movie. Like, say, everybody used to go, Winston. And then every time I Have eat at the tavern on the green, I think, they used to feed sheep here. They used to feed sheep. That's... <laughs> Rick Moranis, very underrated part of that movie. Like, you don't think and about him. And he's the richest of all of them. He is, yeah. Yeah, because he owned the rights to Honey, I Shrunk the, the, the Whole kids, World. The yeah, whole, the whole... The whole franchise. Is that right? Yeah, and, and so when he retired from that, he retired from acting. I know. We haven't seen him in, like... In a really long time. Good call, Winston. Appreciate it. 844-225-5580. Text is 21232. That is 21232. Classic movie. The two sequels, awful, 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 awful movies. They're not- You thought the ladies one was that bad? Yes. Uh, by the way, an underrated line in that movie uh, when he's talking about the girl, Dana, and he yeah. says, I like her. She sleeps above her covers, four <laughs> feet above her covers. That is, that's- You like that one better or do you like the- Okay, so she's a dog. <laughs> the nice lady who paid us before she's a dog. Now, there are a ton of good, and most of them are Bill Murray lines. We'll talk Eastern Western Conference Finals in the NBA coming up next. Now, ESPN 580 Orlando's live, local, and loud. Hey, welcome back. Live, local, and loud here on ESPN 580. We're going to get in some NBA playoff talk here, move on from the Orlando Magic basketball discussion. Kelvin Sampson, number six pick. We'll have another five weeks on that number six pick, whether it be Trey Young, Colin Sexton, Michael Porter, one of the Bridges, non-brothers. <laughs> text is 21232. I'm sorry. I see two guys playing in college basketball named Bridges. They're one year apart. I'm what like, other, brothers. What other actors are like that that we think they're related and they're not? Aren't there a couple like that that stick out? Yeah, there are. I just can't think of them right now. Every time but... I think of Bridges, though, I think of Dumb and Dumber. So maybe that's not what you Jeff Bridges? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Jeff Bridges. When I was younger, people used to say, think I was him all the time. I have people Jeff ask Bridges? Me, they thought yeah. you were Jeff Bridges? They would have, after that stupid movie Dumb and Dumber came out, which is probably the last thing I need to say, I'd have people ask for my autograph all the time. 
I don't see Jeff Bridges I, at all. Oh, because I'm fatter now. No, not Jeff Bridges. That's Jeff Daniels. Jeff isn't Daniels. It? Jeff Daniels. Yeah, that's, that's, it. that's what we're doing here. So that's anyways, why Jeff I don't Daniels. see. I don't see Jeff. Well, there was Daniels the Daniels either. Daniels thing. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay, I don't see Jeff Daniels at all, though. I, I don't either. So let, let, let's. We got a game coming up tonight. Yeah. We got the Western Conference Finals. We got it's over. Warriors Rockets. Holds your fire now. Just put that back <laughs> in the holster, okay? I'm so depressed. Hold on. All right, hold on. Okay, before before we get into it, let me let's. We're I'm gonna, on to baseball. Is, is that right? <laughs> yeah. You're on to baseball already. I'm not done with basketball yet because once basketball uh. is done. It's a long summer. It's a very Come on, you got Cubs. They they look they look good. This they look year. good, and they're going to get Machado too. Yeah. Cannot wait. Yeah. Cannot wait for the embarrassment of riches t- that I'm- is Manny Machado playing shortstop for the Chicago we Cubs. We got the we got the NBA draft coming up. We do right. We got football season is going to be here. Before don't you don't know say it. OTAs or rookie mini. We had another That's announcement in, in the AAF today, right? We did Salt Lake City. Yeah, Erickson. Erickson, Dennis Erickson's Dennis their Erickson. head coach. That's yeah, smart. we just keep bringing these old guys out. Hey, just, I like hey, that one. Dennis Erickson, it's another football guy yeah, with a football a name. Smart, he was a smart. He, he is. Smart. Oh, I'm not. I'm not saying he's not. I just love where it's like we're gonna bring out names. You know, we're gonna. <laughs> who cares? I. Uh, who else? Who else could be available for this league? You know, I'm wondering if Patrick Ewing's available for the AAF. For the AAF, yeah, Patrick <laughs> Ewing, the head coach. And by the way, they'll be in, speaking of Patrick Ewing. But I mean, uh, excuse me, speaking of the NBA draft, I mean they're gonna be in Phoenix too. Phoenix is the next city that they're headed to. Uh, so we have we have four of the eight teams now in the uh, the Alliance of American Football. We have Orlando, we have Atlanta, we have Memphis, we have Salt Lake City. Who's the other East Coast Phoenix? Because there's going to be four out west and four out east. Orlando and Memphis. There's three so yeah, far in the east. I don't know. Is it going to be San Antonio? Like, well, that's west. Is you get that west? Well, I hear two California teams. Two, ca- I know. Me so too. So it would be San Antonio there's, and then two California teams. There's no way now that we're way off track here. But I'm I mean, sorry, there's no. You're this. fine. No, I know. I know you do. I know you do. That's <laughs> for those of you who don't know. When they live, play- local, and loud is a battle of two brains, and my brain has the ADHD. When, when they when they paired us together <laughs> to do this show, they it, it's it's like navigating without a compass. It is. It's it's just it's it's unbelievably difficult because all of a sudden you're just sucked into this other conversation. So they came and got me, and they were like, you know, we want you to come over to Cox Media. We want you to come over to uh, to uh, to ESPN 580. But in order to do so, we need someone we can count on to keep things focused. Yeah, that's and that was you. That was me. That was me. They found <laughs> they found they they found me. They found me. Um. Speaking of the Alliance, yeah. we'll get to that. Then we'll get to the Western Conference and Eastern Conference We're finals. Rewind in here. Though I have to too. say, I do, I do love that you've changed the subject just basically because you went, "It's over." Boom. We're done. <laughs> just put it right back in the holster. You're like, "That's it. Just, I'm done. We're not talking about it." Uh, We're so out. over it. I'm not done yet. I'm not really? done with basketball. I'm not. I, I, think I can't I fell say goodbye. Asleep in the last game. I can't say goodbye. You fell asleep during that game. I mean, in the third and the it's a six point game with three and a half minutes to go. Uh, I just now you're talking, you're talking about Cavs Celtics or. Yeah. No, 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 the, the the Houston game. Uh, yeah, I get it. So I do. I get it. It was. It was a little depressing. I do. Uh, but uh, the Alliance, there's going to be a team in Phoenix. Yeah. I don't know how, like, two California teams, whether it be San Diego. I, I've heard San Diego and, and L.A. San like Diego UCLA. would be, it'd be dumb if they didn't pick San Diego. I agree. I agree. San Diego needs to be part of this and thing. And then I would say Portland. See, but but the way that I mean, like San Diego, that's Southern California. I mean, you're okay. basically in Mexico. Oh, uh, you are. I mean, that's just how far south you, you are. There. But no, I'm just saying, like that's how far south you are. Like you're you're a short drive away from Tijuana. I've I've done that drive. I've had that yeah. time. Okay, that's scary going over that border. So if you put it in Portland, it's just you're way out of the way. The the, the amount of travel for that Portland team northwest there. They're going to be a flying 
e- even anyways. even then though, I mean, so it's San Diego, it's Phoenix, south, you know, your southwest. Then I'm going to Salt Lake City. Okay, I'm still west. Uh, and then you're not going to put in L.A. You got two football teams there now. I know, but they I don't sell. That's what I've heard. I would put Portland loves football, and Portland is. I know it's northern, but it has a good climate. Portland's just all the hipsters that couldn't cut it in Seattle. That's what Portland is. Uh, I just, <sighs> I, I would put one in. I would put one in San Antonio, and then I would actually, I'd come back. I wouldn't put one. In, I would put one in Portland, based upon where so these other San teams Antonio, are. your fourth west team. San Antonio is my fourth west team. So then, where's your fourth? East I don't team? know. I can't. I can't think of a spot. I can't. I Atlanta thought that, made no sense to it me. It made no sense because I thought that would be the team that would go like in Birmingham or something. I like, think Birmingham is smart. We why need not an SC, Alabama? Yeah, we need an SEC city here. What are we doing? I don't understand it. I don't understand the choices whatsoever. Like maybe Baton Rouge, but there's not enough population? Yeah, like Nick's. Because at least in, in Birmingham, you get Montgomery nearby, you get Mobile nearby. I, I don't understand that. I don't. Um, I was going to say I was gonna say Nashville, but you have a team of Memphis. Winston-Salem? That wouldn't be bad, kind of in that area. Maybe, uh, maybe Virginia, somewhere like that. That that's um, a lot of minor league teams have gone to die in Virginia. <laughs> yeah, but they've also come to Orlando <laughs> and died too. So I mean, maybe history is not an indicator for this for this. It new is football amazing league. that they're not looking at the north at all. Uh, I'm surprised. Is that a weather thing? I'm surprised. Maybe it is a weather thing. That's a good point because they're going to play. They're going to be playing in like it's going to be yeah February. They're going to play second week of February, March, April, and May probably right. Those four weeks. I just got to believe if you're going to play anything football, you got to go to the greatest football state of all. You got to go to Texas. You do. I, I I'm surprised that there has not been a Texas team. That has I been went to yet. a high school Whether football you, like, game in college, Midland, Texas. Play College Station. Yeah, where Texas A&M uh, is. I, I think like you go to Lubbock, Gainesville, where Texas, where Texas, uh, Texas Tech is. You can go to San Antonio, of course, where they. San Antonio's got a beautiful stadium. They, yeah, they got the the Alamo Dome. I was there. Yeah. Uh, that that's and that's where UTSA is playing their football games too. It would be a perfect fit. Got and maybe churros. maybe that's where we're going next. Exactly. You need a good churro with a football game too. Why not? <laughs> Am I right, Charles? Am I right? <laughs> I, I just I I'm I'm flummoxed by some of the decisions that the Alliance of American Football has made so far. The coaches, there's a ton of credibility in the league. We'll see where they end up. It could be you that You know the XFL is watching them like a hawk. Of course. Of course they are. And it could be that maybe may, maybe they've they've mapped this out correctly. Is this I don't like know. a chess game, you think? Like, okay, they went here, we're going here. I don't know if the XFL has the cities ready or not. I that that's I don't know enough. Salt Lake didn't make sense for me because Salt Lake it made no sense to me either. You lose alcohol sales. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, they're going to allow alcohol sales in the stadium, but come on. It's not going to sell as much. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that didn't make much sense at all. It's like putting a football stadium in Dubai. 844-225-5580. The number of the text is 21232. That is 21232. Can we talk a little basketball yeah, now? I'm sorry. All right. Let's get to the Eastern Con- the yeah, let's get to the Eastern Conference Finals. We'll talk Western Conference coming up next. That's good. No, that's that's what we need here. Uh so LeBron James gives you a 40-point triple double last night. The Boston Celtics trailed for most of the first half. It wasn't a good game for him. It was for who? For LeBron? Yeah. You don't think he played well? No, statistically, it was a it was a poor performance. Why do you say that? Because he wasn't efficient. He was not. He was not, and uh, I said as much he earlier today. He was actually today. less efficient than he was in game one. He was. Le- LeBron James has played one quarter here so far in the Eastern Conference Finals. It was the first quarter of this game he, when he had 21 points. And, and they were up. We got the Yes, we got the LeBron that we knew that we were going to get. We got assertive LeBron. We got the monster, just absolute 
killer instinct LeBron. He comes away with 21 points in that first quarter. He ends with 42 for the game to go along with 10 rebounds and 12 assists. And you look at it, though, he's a minus 9 in the plus-minus. I'm not a huge plus-minus guy. I say that every time that I I cite a plus-minus number. But uh, LeBron, after going for 21 points in the first quarter... Was pretty bad in the second, third, and fourth quarter. And we can, if you're if you're a Cavs fan, you're looking at this series and you're saying, okay, don't need to panic. We got the best player on the planet. He just put 42 up on these guys. Boston did what they were supposed to do. They won their two home games. They've held on home court advantage. And I think their their record at home in the playoffs is obnoxious. They're undefeated. They're not. Yeah. No, they're undefeated. And the, that that crowd has been great. And if you're a Cavs fan, you're saying we go back to the queue now. LeBron does his thing. One of the role players steps up because that's what they do at home. And we go back to Boston 2-2, and now up. the onus is on, on the Celtics. Nobody. These guys are trash. Wow. None See, of them. You're, you're the same as me. None you, of them. You've signed out. That's that's the question. Did LeBron sign out in the second period? What do you mean? When, when he was concussed by Jason yeah, Tatum? Yeah. Did, did he I'm sign out? I'm wondering if he signed out. Because isn't that really what this is? This is death watch. We're waiting for when LeBron says, that's it. I'm out of here. It's going to be in game three if they're down in the third quarter, big. That's when it'll happen. When LeBron will look around and you'll see him finally say, "You know what? I just can't do it." And I'll- when they go down 3-0, I don't I don't think this is going to be a sweep. I thought Boston was going to win in 6 or 7. If Boston comes out and punches Cleveland in the mouth in game 3, this could be a this could be a a, a four-game series. It could and, and by the way, Captain Obvious, of course, they need to win game 3 in order to make and it a four-game series, movies, but yeah. Is LeBron unbreakable? It seems like every time he goes to the court hard, he stands up. He went down hard in that game. He shook it off. He he he, he had to go back to the locker room. What do you mean? He went back to the but locker room. But he came back out. He did. He came back out. By the way, I have n- I have no faith they went through an actual concussion protocol. Do you, oh. what what per- what percentage of faith do you have that the NBA and LeBron James and his people and the Cavaliers doctors went through a real concussion protocol there? Zero. Any faith? Less than zero. Yeah. Less than zero. And I will say this, the double standard that is out there for the NFL and everybody else is staggering. Because if, if we if saw that happen in the NHL or the NFL. Yes. We saw this with Cam Newton. And I forget yeah. what playoff game it was, but yeah. Cam Newton got hit in the head. He was woozy going back. And everyone's killing the NFL about the concussion protocol. And LeBron, everyone just wants LeBron to come back to see if he can score 90 last night and get the Cavaliers to a win. It's a, it's such a double standard. It's so hypocritical from sports fans. And if I'm Roger Goodell, like I'm tweeting during that, like, "Hey guys, like, what about LeBron? We should really care about that." That would have been perfect. If Goodell was smart, he would have been. It would have been that. perfect if, Le- if if Goodell was on there, like, "Wow, I'm really concerned about LeBron." Hey fans. Silver, what are you doing hey, over there? At, at Adam Silver NBA. Hey Kamish, maybe you should get LeBron out of there and have him take him to a dark, cool, safe place so you guys can run through a real concussion protocol. I'm just worried about the health of the players. Because I know that my constituents are. I know football fans are concerned. Uh, we needed a fake Roger profile at Roger G. You know, Goodell's got to just be looking at this like this is bull bleep. I got to <laughs> deal with this. I'm the one. Everyone yells at me when this happens, and LeBron goes to the back. LeBron goes to the back to the uh, to the locker room, and everyone's like, "So is LeBron coming back?" <laughs> Come on. It's complete double standards. It's embarrassing. It's always the case in the NBA, though. Yes, I, we want them to come back. I have. I was. I was watching the first half yesterday. Humble brag. I was on the treadmill there. I was working out. Just saying, humble brag. Um, because I I make time for me. That's right. Uh, and I was saying he better come back. If I'm looking forward to something, here's what I'm looking forward. to. What's that? 
Can Boy Wonder write Who up? Who is that? Brad Stevens. All right. That, that should have <laughs> been obvious. Anyways, I hate when you make me say the names. When Boy Wonder. I hate when can, you don't say the names. It, can Boy Wonder draw something up for the All Star team, for the Hampton Five? No. I mean, how much better can Horford get? I think whichever team wins this series, and I think it's going to be Boston, is going to be obliterated by Golden State. Well, that's why I'm checked out. I understand. The NHL's still good. I understand. I It has been. The Bolts won last night. They play tomorrow. We're going to have it here on ESPN 580. We do have the Western Conference Finals, though, coming up later tonight. We'll talk about that game, game two, a big one. The biggest game of James Harden's career. It's over. Is tonight. And we'll he's talk also about a that next. Kind of guy. I'll talk about it next because Jerry thinks it's over. It's live, local, and loud. <laughs> this is ESPN 580 Orlando's live, local, and loud. Western Conference Finals coming up in about 13 minutes here on ESPN 580. Steph Curry and the Warriors looking to take a 2 nothing series lead in Houston. Biggest game of James Harden's career coming up tonight. Maybe Chris Paul's too. Welcome back. Live, local, and loud. He's Jerry Daniels. I'm Nick Grenowitz, Nikki Football, here on ESPN 580 Orlando. You can catch us every single weekday, Monday through Friday, 6 to 8, here in Orlando. 844-225-5580. The text is 21232. Also on Twitter, at ESPN 580, Nick, and at the Jerry Daniels. Uh, our girl, Miss B, texts us, who plays tomorrow? The, the Cavs don't play till Saturday. The NBA wanted a weekend game. That, by the way, that annoys the hell out of me, too. That the Cavs, the Cavs and Celtics now don't play until Saturday, and it's for television reasons. I'm better I'm, for that. I hate it. Why? Because we we don't get another game. We have a game tonight. That's, that's and we got we got two days off, I'm and then we got okay a game Saturday. I was so annoyed that we were getting double West Coast games together and double East Coast games together, and play I was having game? to watch an East Coast game starting at eight o'clock at night. Are you freaking kidding me? I I would have rather I would have rathered that you gave the Cavs Celtics two nights off. After game one, played the game, then gave them a night off and played the game Friday. I know you need a travel day in there, but my my goodness that you got I gotta wait till Saturday now for game three of that series. And we got one night off in between this series here. We have the Warriors and the Rockets. I I said it, I think it's James Harden's the biggest game of his career tonight. If James Harden no shows tonight, and he had the what, the 40 point performance, he had 41 42 in game one, and what was kind of an inefficient night for him. Kevin Durant scored less points, but I think had a much better game than James Harden did. The ISO ball really killed the Houston Rockets, but that's their identity. That's who they are. They ran more isolation plays. Did you see that note, Jerry? More isolation plays. The uh, Houston Rockets did, I think, than. In, than any other team in uh, NBA Didn't history. Didn't work out. 45 isolation plays in Game 1, which was more than double what they averaged in the regular season, and the most by any team in any game over the last five seasons. That's that that's that's staggering. And Houston's got to figure out something here. And I, and I, I wouldn't say... I'm not going to say what Clint Capella said, which is you have to change it up, you have to do something different, because they are who they are, and this team won 65 games. But if Golden State wins tonight, the Rockets would become the first team to win 65-plus games in a regular season and trail a series 2-0 in NBA postseason history. Think about that. They won 65 games, and I'd go as far as saying the Rockets probably had not lost back-to-back games all season long. I'll have to check on that. But they'd be the first team in NBA history to fall behind 2-0 in a series. Um, I don't, I don't know what Houston can pull out of their bag to fix this because Houston is a great team. They're great. Yeah. Look at what they did this regular season, and now they are. They had to pray for an unhealthy 
And that's Golden State. That that's kind of where I'm headed with this. Uh, Houston's great. Golden State is historically great. Yeah. And they can play a B plus game and still beat you by 20 with everything that they have with. Clay Thompson and Steph Curry and Kevin Durant and Draymond Green and Andre Iguodala, and you go all the way down, they're not as deep of a team as they were a couple of years ago when they had guys like Leandro Barbosa coming off the bench and all these other dudes, but when Swaggy P hits four three-pointers in a game, you you know you're you're in for a very, very long night, and I don't see how Houston solves this because I go back to game one, James Harden scores all nine of the team's points to start off the game. They're up 9-2. Draymond Green has a technical foul, the place, the Toyota Center there in Houston is rocking. And a couple of plays later, it's 13-10. Golden State's down by two. It's 56-56 at the half. Kevin Durant, they don't have a single guy that can guard him. No one can guard Kevin Durant. I still don't think they're going to let him walk, by the way. But no one... no one. Well, I, I agree with you now because news broke since you and I had that argument. About Clay Thompson? Yeah. That Clay Thompson will yeah. take less money? Yeah. Clay Thompson has to be one of the smartest guys in NBA history to do that. And I think a lot of it has to do with his father, Michael Thompson, who was an NBA player. And some of these former players know, hey, when you got a good thing like this going, you don't let it, you do not let let a couple of bucks. And let's say it's a couple of million bucks. And I know I'm not the one saying he should take less money. I'm not the one that would have to take less money, actually, when I say that. But you don't let something like your contract get in between something special like this. And this team, if they can keep Clay Thompson under contract, the future of Draymond Green is a little murky. I don't know. I don't yeah, know about him. That's the one that's outlaying. That's the one. I don't. But I don't know the what they pot. do with him. I mean, he does not there to stir. I don't know what's going to happen. Over that, there. That, he's the motivator. He's yeah. he's the guy with the attitude. Uh, he's the guy I'd want to part with. I don't know if it's the least, but probably the second least. I we wouldn't want to let him go. I know we didn't get to the rewind, but we had one in there. I wanted you to play. All right, can go you ahead. play just the one? Which one do you want? The the the. The Will Kane one. Yeah. Okay. So this is what I'm. I'm. Trying to, he was talking about the number six pick in the draft, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. So this is from the Will Kane show earlier today. We were going to do the rewind here, and I totally forgot. Um, how much time do we have here? Actually, yeah, three minutes. No, we can get to it. Let's do. Let's do the daily rewind right here on live, local, and loud. Nick and Jerry weigh in on the day sports conversation. It's the daily rewind. Why don't we start with that Will Kane bite? They talked about the sixth pick in the draft. Because I was happy if the Mavs, and I'm sure Sridi was happy if the Magic landed anywhere in the top six. At number six, small forward Michael Porter goes to your Orlando Magic. Steve Sridi, you happy? Definitely. I mean, the guy is maybe the most star power in the draft. I'm all for it. That's what they think. That's I mean, what they think. And I've been reading all the boards, and everybody thinks Porter's the right pick for us. Can I have to remind everybody one more time we have three Porters then? We have three of them. I mean, if we keep Gordon, right? Then we have Isaac. Mm -hmm. And then we have Porter. If they take Michael Porter, maybe they'll let Aaron Gordon walk. Maybe that's maybe that's the you save the salary. Do we find out the before team gets afterwards? younger? No, no, the draft is before free agency. Okay, so yes, the, the, then we'll know. Yes, well, we should be we should start getting. I'm trying to remember what the tampering date is the the, the fake tampering yeah. date uh, where teams can or can't talk to their teams. Uh, but I listen like with that pick, you're going to get a good feel as to where the Magic are headed with that. If they take a if they take a forward a swing man, and Jeff Weltman said that they're going to take the best player available. Um, that was last night when he was talking with uh, with the media. Uh, it could be that they let Aaron Gordon walk. Let's get to Scott Inez, who told us exactly who he wants. The Orlando Magic are jinxed. We are. We're, th- th- there is a curse on the Orlando Magic. We're, we're cursed. 
With all the bad stuff that has swirled around the Orlando Magic organization over the last six years, I am here to tell you right here and now, it all ends in about five weeks. The bad luck ends in five weeks. I, Inez, says, am going to break the curse right now, right here and right now. And in five weeks, if you draft Trey Young out of the University of Oklahoma, the curse ends. Draft one guy. That's it. That's all you have to do. Trey Young is your guy. The hex, gone. Jinx, gone. Curse of the Dwightino, gone. Whatever you want to call it. It all ends. Trey Young is my guy, folks. To me, this is the kid who changes the direction, the fortune, the mojo of this Orlando Magic franchise. And he's likely going to be available by the time the Orlando Magic choose with the sixth overall pick in the draft. That is Scott Inez earlier today. He's a Trey Young guy. I have Trey Young on my list. He's just not at the top of my list. I don't think he's going to be a good defender at the NBA level. I don't think uh, that he is going to be NBA ready right away. The ceiling is Steph Curry. The floor, though, is quite a low floor because it could be you end up with a guy like Trey Burke or someone like that who's not even a sixth man in the NBA. He's a G-leaguer. So... That that's it's feast or famine with him. It's one or the other. I don't know if I'd be willing to take that risk with where the franchise is at right now. I the the thing is is that through this process, we're going what five weeks out? We're five weeks out, right? We are. News is going to break about these guys. I'm not yes. saying we're gonna have a bong moment. But a, a what moment? A bong moment. You know, like they did with what's his name in Miami. He no, had the footage, I, you know, of him. Oh, okay. All right, I get it. So something comes out about one of these guys yeah. that we learn about him and And then you're gonna get some health reports on Porter, stock, right? Yeah. Stocks are going to rise and fall in the time that we have here. Anybody yes. in particular, rumor wise, you think would we hope? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I think Sexton's gonna rise up the most. I think he is too, because I think he's gonna get in the Right now he's room. at eight, I think, right? Some of these guys. He's in eleven. He's at eleven in some is of these drafts low? too. Yeah. I'm a big fan of his. We'll talk more about the NBA draft tomorrow. That's gonna do it for us. We'll be back coming up next. We have Western Conference playoffs right here on ESPN five eighty. Enjoy.